before you can run a business, you should understand yourself first because everything about your business is coming out of you. Your ideas, your thoughts, your creations, what you want, your personality, it's all flowing from you. So grow you and then your business will grow with you. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello and welcome back to the show that gets you in front of your best audience and keeps you there. My name is Rick Nusky. I'm your host and I am jiggling around in my seat today with excitement because I'm on the line with the wonderful Fran Banting. Welcome to the show, Fran. Thank you, Rick. I'm just as excited as you are. Oh, absolutely. Given the topic that we're about to discuss, uh, I'm sure by the end of the call, everybody who is listening is going to be jumping over themselves to get access to your wonderful work. Now, just for context, friend, uh, I'm going to share with the audience that you are a personal growth coach, you're a business consultant, a results expert, and you work with individual uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, and, and entrepreneurs wanting to grow themselves, their businesses, and their profits. Now, before we take a deep dive into the core of what we're going to discuss. I'd love to learn more about you. Where Where is home for you? I'm actually in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Beautiful. So I'm in that beautiful area of the world where we have the water meeting the mountains and I'm in the city right in between. Given my location, we're in the depths of winter. Is it warmer there at the moment? <laughs> right now we're in spring. Beautiful. So, um, yes, it's a bit warmer. We're, we're enjoying some sunshine right now. Summer's just around the corner. Now, for everybody who's uh, wondering, um, Fran is the founder of Dream Path, and we'll share the, the details of uh, that later on. That's a consulting firm. And um, we're going to be talking a lot about belief systems and her work with the wonderful Bob Proctor and his organization. But we're also going to be talking about her books. We're going to be talking about her consulting work. Just so much to unpack in such a relatively short time. I, I wonder, um, Fran, in terms of uh, downtime, do you have hobbies and sports? Do you like watching movies? What do you think? Well, it's funny you should say that. It, it, you might notice that everything to do with my business is related to movies. Uh, I am a movie buff. I actually went to school for editing and camera, and my goal was to be in the movie industry, but I ended up just kind of sidetracking that to uh, business and corporate world. But how I ended up there, I, I, you know, it's, it's a long story, but I do love movies, especially the classics. And I, it comes through in all of my work. My book is called Your Life as a Movie. My course is called Scripting Your Results. And a lot of my coaching is, is around the analogy of making movies. It's, so um, I love it. It's great how it dovetails into your work, your passion, isn't it? Now, I just recall something that Bob Proctor actually said on stage um, about how you can be a stage extra in your own movie in your life. And I'd love to talk a lot more about your, your um, understanding of his whole existence and his work, because I know that you know a lot about uh, what is going on there. Now, uh, in terms of uh, a pet, when you were growing up, um, did you have any pets? Are you a pet lover? I'm an animal advocate. Uh, I have two dogs, which you, well, you probably hear during this interview at some point. <laughs> I grew Hopefully up with lots of, <laughs> yeah, lots of cats and dogs. 
birds. I'm, I love animals. Yes, I grew up with lots of animals. Now, when, when you were growing up, I always, always love to ask this question. Um, do you have a fond memory? What was one fond memory that you can recall as a child? Although there's probably hundreds. No, there's one that it's funny you should say that. I had a cat, Winnie, and she was my favorite cat. We had her for about 12 or 14 years. I remember we had her forever. And she actually gave birth to her kittens. She climbed up on my lap, oh. and she had them on my lap. She oh, had wow. six or seven kittens, if I remember correctly. I was, I was about eight, and I'll <laughs> never forget it. And I, I would scream out every time another one came out. I'd tell my mom, there's another there's one. Another and I'd tell my mom what color it was. <laughs> but the cat just loved me so much. She just, you know, needed, I guess, to be comforted by me. But I'll never forget it. Now, I know when I was growing up, I had some people in my life that really helped form uh, the person that I became today. Did you have anybody like that early on in your life? Yes, I had an uncle uh, who was, um, you know, I, I can't even describe him. He's the type that went to university, started university at 50. And, you know, I used to go stay with him at the university to see him. And he just loved art and theater, literature, and every time you sat down with him, it was just an interesting discussion. He always saw things so deeply and uh, philosophically, yeah. and maybe that's why I'm so philosophical myself, because I sort of started young uh, hearing everything from him. So my uncle Tony, uh, he was a strong, strong influence in my life. That's great. Thank you for sharing because it gives some uh, background into the people that we have on the show. And I think it's really important to see that beyond the business, beyond the coaching, there are real people behind this. And that's what I think uh, makes the show unique. So thank you very much for sharing. Now, that's I know great. that that after uh, that point in time, you would have had other people, other mentors. I know that you mentioned Deepak Chopra in some of your, your work. And uh, I wonder um, if you could talk about those type of, of people. Who else has influenced you in your life? Well, that's where I think Bob Proctor sort of started in my life, uh, I'm going to say 30, maybe 35 years ago. And this flies. is before the internet, and this is mostly like when books were around. And uh, when the internet came about, you know, that's when I really got involved with Bob. And I was studying his work. I had already been studying Think and Grow Rich. I think I bought that book um, when I was about 19, so we're talking 40 years ago. Yeah. And it was, it, was, it was around, I had that book all the time. And I can remember uh, Zig Ziglar being another one that influenced me. And I was always studying the books, but I never really understood it, like how it comes together. Yeah. I thought, okay, you can read this and understand it, but I didn't know how to put all the pieces together. What I didn't realize was that just by reading them, and constantly studying them, I was putting the pieces together. Uh -huh. And it was happening for me. I just didn't realize it till I looked back later and thought, oh, okay, now it all makes sense. So I, I'd have to say Bob Proctor and Zig Ziglar were big influences on me. Yeah. Uh, probably, you know, when I just started getting into the workforce in my um, late teens, early 20s. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Now, I know that you have a master's degree in metaphysics and a doctoral degree in philosophy, uh, specializing in holistic life coaching. Now, uh, along, alongside that, you're also a certified thinking into results facil- facilitator with Bob Proctor. And right. um, so there's a lot um, that you can share with the audience. Now, I'd love to talk about um, your studies with human behavior and, I, and ask you, what do you find the most fascinating about people? Is it their minds? Is it their behaviors, their personalities, or is it their culture? What is it? What stands out from you, uh, for you? Well, knowing what I know, I cannot get enough of just watching people and seeing where they are. And um, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. I I find that sometimes I wish I didn't know what I know because I want to sort of just jump right in and, and start <laughs> <laughs> evaluating or, or, you know, making suggestions on something. But I think the one thing that happened with me was um, I started in marketing. I actually started in a real estate company and I took sales and marketing mm-hmm. and I was studying marketing. And in that, I discovered that people can be influenced from commercials. And if the commercial was shown enough times, people would actually believe in that product. And if you brought up that product, people would say, oh, you should use so-so-so because they say it's good. And it was all just from being influenced from an ad. And I remember that making me kind of angry. And I thought, how many things am I being influenced to buy or to do or how to be as a person. Mm. How many am I actually doing right now based on this, you know, philosophy of controlling people? And that was when I started understanding how people work and how the mind works. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean about the putting the thinking, um, think and grow rich and Bob Proctor's teachings. I kind of put them all together and get, now I get it. Now I get it. We all have this mind, and there's a certain order to the mind. Most people don't know how to put that order in their mind so that they get results. Mm -hmm. They're all just kind of jumbled trying to put order in their minds. And thinking grow rich puts that order in your mind. And Bob Proctor took thinking grow rich. There's actually a lineage. Uh, It started with Andrew Carnegie. Uh, hiring Napoleon Hill to write this book because he knew everything he and all these other famous rich men uh, were doing in life. He knew that he wanted to get it down on paper and uh, he hired uh, Napoleon Hill to, to make this book. Yep. And Napoleon Hill, um, uh, I forget the other man's name right now, but um, he he recorded Think and Grow Rich and Bob Proctor worked with him, and I can't for the life of me remember his name, Earl no. Nightingale. Yeah, Earl, Nightingale. Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale um, transferred Think and Grow Rich into like a course. Bob Proctor went with Earl Nightingale. And so Bob has actually just been reiterating the teachings of Think and Grow Rich. Yep. And um, so that is sort of how I got involved and mm-hmm. in realizing that uh, I don't want to be controlled. I want to control my own mind. So how do I get order in my mind so that I can have what I want in life and I can control me? And that's basically how I got started in it. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I know that this is a 
massively expansive topic, not one that we can cover in any great detail because it is such a massive topic. But I wonder from a fundamental level, what you're talking about that our listeners might be able to digest in a bite-sized chunk. Mm. What are we talking about here when we talk about law of attraction, belief systems and the likes? Well, I think especially for people that want to run their own businesses. I always say before you can run a business and you know grow a business, you should understand yourself first because everything about your business is coming out of you. Mm. Your ideas, your thoughts, you know, your creations, what you want, your personality, it's all flowing from you. So it's best to understand you. So grow you and then your business will grow with you. And I don't think people realize how many behaviors and habits are actually put into them from other people that aren't serving them now in whatever goal or passion they're, they're trying to move into right now. Mm-hmm. So you may be starting a business or you may be in a business right now and you see yourself as having a weakness or, or you can't understand why you're stuck or why you can't do something and that something is important for you to move forward in your business, chances are there is a belief or a habit put inside of you that you're just not aware of because you have the idea you know you want to do it, and for some reason your body just doesn't let you do it. Mm. That's your first clue. And I, I always like to say that um, the example I like to use is, uh, let's say you're at home and you're going to have your bowl of cereal, but you're out of milk. So you head down to the local store. We have 7-Eleven here. Is that I you have 7-Eleven, okay. So you go to 7-Eleven and you know how they put the milk at the back mm-hmm. so that you walk through the entire store. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you, you have, yeah, they want you to buy everything. So as you're walking through, there's chocolate bars and candy and there's chips and snacks Rubbish. and all this fun stuff. <laughs> and you're walking back and you go get the milk and you come back and you're thinking things like, you know, how am I going to pay? I hope, I hope my debit card works and I can't wait to get home and eat this cereal. So you go and you pay. And you go home and you have your cereal. Now, in that entire event, at any time when you walked in that door, did you have to say to yourself, don't steal that chocolate bar. Don't put those chips under your jacket. Don't you start eating that chocolate. (laughs) You didn't, right? You, You didn't do that. In fact, it probably didn't even cross your mind. You walked in that store and your body knew exactly how to go get an item and pay for it and leave. You don't steal. Mm. And that's a behavior that was taught to you as a child. You can now go in any store. You're not even thinking about it. Now, if I said to you, steal that chocolate bar, you're going to (laughs) freeze. Your body is going to freeze and you're going to be like, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, not stealing, I so. <laughs> I'm not stealing that chocolate bar. <laughs> no, I, like, it's, it's, I can't do it. Your body cannot do it. And you'll freeze, you'll sweat, you'll have a reaction. And this is the same reaction that people have when they start their businesses. Yep. If you are programmed to be a certain way and now you want to achieve something that is going against the way you were taught, you're going to freeze. 
And most people figure this out when they start a business or they're in the business and then they sit there and they go, I can't figure out why I can't make that sales call. I freeze every time I pick up the phone. Or, you know, I can't talk to people. I get so nervous. I freeze whenever I have to talk to people. Or I don't know why, you know, clients aren't coming in the store. I feel like I'm repelling them. Well, there's chances are you are doing something that's going against you. And you have to sort of find out what that is, move it over, and then you can move on your way. So is this a bit... Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So is this about um, what you think about, you bring about, and what you speak about, you also bring about? Yeah, and what happens is, is when we have a behavior, uh, we start reinforcing it. Mm. So, you know, you'll say something, I, I might say something like to you, like, hey, Rick, you'd be good in sales, and you'll say, oh, no, I'm a terrible salesperson. I tried it, and I'm no good at it. You may be an excellent salesperson. You may have had a bad experience, but you're reinforcing the belief that you're a bad salesman every time belief. you say, "Oh, I'm terrible at sales." You know, it's so what you think about, what you're saying, you're reinforcing. Can you reprogram and, yourself? Do you think? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have to tell you a story where um, when I was in elementary school, I loved being in the school plays. And there was one time where I was so proud of this play and I got off stage, I think I was about 10, and somebody made a comment to me at how terrible I was. And I remember being just devastated, but I never went on a stage again. And through my entire teens and early 20s, whenever I had to, even for work, if I had to go in front of people, mm-hmm. I would freeze. And I would say out loud, I'm, I'm a terrible speaker. I can't speak. I, I, I can't do it. I reinforced that belief that I had told myself since I was 10 that I'll never go on a stage again. I'm no good on a stage. So I knew when I started to get into this business that I couldn't have that belief. I was invited to do a seminar and I froze. In fact, I said, no, can't do it. Automatically said no. And then I I sat there and I thought, okay, I got to get a handle on this Mm -hmm. because how am I talking to you right now? You know, how can I be in front of people? if I have this belief that I've been reinforcing since I was 10. So I changed the belief and I started working on it and I made it my goal to be a public speaker. And I did that for about a year. And the next thing you know, um, this is be pre-COVID, yep. I, was, I was speaking on stage. I was being invited uh, to events. I do a lot of public speaking. I do now I'm doing a lot on social. But if you would have asked me 20 years ago, no I would way. have said no. I wonder. Well, yes, um, can change it. What, what was the feeling the first time that you actually broke through and changed your belief system? You got on stage. You were walking off the stage. How did you feel? Can you recall it? I, I do remember because I, I came home and it was like I was in this. Um, I was so calm. And I was so at peace and I was so calm on the stage. I thought I'd be shaking, and, yeah. but I wasn't. I was totally calm and I was explaining how to change a belief. I didn't use my own example, but I, I was doing it without the people knowing it. And I remember coming home and just looking at my husband and I said, wow, that went really well. <laughs> and I was just super calm. Yeah. And, and, and it just, and now... You know, I have no problem. I, I get, I got in front of 500 people with, you could put me in front of 500 or one person. It didn't matter. Whereas before, I couldn't even be in a room with three people. 
That is awesome. Now, I, I wonder, Fran, uh, you have your own book. I'd love for you to share a little bit about that book, um, if you don't yeah. mind, your, uh, your life as a movie, scripting and producing your dreams into reality. Wonderful yeah. title. I love it. Yeah, what I did was um, th- there's a process to changing a belief and, and um, how, we, how we get into changing our minds and achieving results. And it, it all starts with your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, and your body. Mm. They all have to be aligned. Yep. So when I wrote my book, um, I wanted to make it similar to doing a movie. So your goal is like you creating a movie for yourself. So understanding your conscious mind was my lights section. Um, Understanding your subconscious mind was my camera section. And your body moving towards uh, the result is my action section. So I had lights, camera, action. That's awesome. And and all I did was uh, describe how they make a movie in Mm pre-production, the scripting of it, the understanding how it all works, how you put a movie together. That's my lights. And then my camera was you uh, choosing your vision, the goal, the right goal, because a lot of people don't know how to select goals. They think they're selecting the right goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I walk you through that in the camera. And then in action, we're actually putting the belief, you know, so that it works, so that your, your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, and your body are all in alignment. You know exactly what you want. You can envision it, and you know exactly how to get it. And I walk you through. And at the end of the book, we've actually created a trailer of your movie. And that trailer is your affirmation that you're going to say to yourself and watch every day, which in turn will attract your goal or your vision. That's wonderful. I I, I know that um, people that are starting off on this journey um, may struggle. They Mm -hmm. may have a lot of self-doubt and they may have an inclination to to give up. How important is it to be around positive people who are on a similar journey of personal growth um, mm-hmm. and whether or not it's important for them to get around people like yourself and mentors and coaches? How big a part does that play in their personal development? Well, unless you understand why you are around those positive people, mm-hmm. I can see where a lot of people repel it because you're feeling down you're feeling negative and then you get this happy sparky person beside you and it almost <laughs> makes you cringe you're like oh stop being so happy right you, you, everybody's done that it's like you know get her away from me you know and i've tried the positive not, thinking thing yeah that's not there's a, there's a big difference between being positive and being positive <laughs> you know um it, it's the, the, the best way I can describe this is um, worry and doubt are a negative vibration. So if you're worrying or you're doubting yourself, that's negative. Mm-hmm. So whenever you have that negativity or that self-doubt, all you want to do is just switch it to the positive thought. You don't need anybody else to tell you that you're great or anything like that. It could be as simple as, you know, oh, People, people do this. They say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm too ugly. I'm too, you this know, and that. I'm too old or I'm too this and that. Just change the message in your mind to, wow, I look great. You know, wow, um, I'm just the right age to do this. And I'm wiser than anybody. I could probably be better at this than anybody else. 
and you can almost feel your body moving into that positive. So it's not so much that you need to surround yourself with positive people. It's how to shift your own mind so that you can adjust yourself from a negative vibration to a positive one. And then when you learn how to shift yourself to that positive vibration, you're going to start attracting the people that are in the same vibration. And then it's going to feel good to be around them. Oh, because yes. you're vibrating at the same level. I'm already starting to feel this already. You know, it's, uh, for true and certain. <laughs> you yeah, it, it's, it's, so when you're a negative and you're put with all this positivity, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, I can absolutely understand why people would be put off, but there is a bit of a journey, a bit of a path to follow. Now, uh, supplementary um, to all of this is I know that you have a very well-structured uh, coaching program, which I think is relevant and important to talk about because yeah. it is that next step to you know creating relationships with people once you do decide, hey, you know what? I am on the right path and I'd just like to get a little bit more guidance. Can you tell us a little bit about what your coaching entails? Well, I do, I have several coaching programs for, depending on if it's an individual, a team, or a company, mm -hmm. and um, the main model I do is one-on-one, -on -one. and um, so there's the Thinking Into Results program, which is the Bob Proctor program, but I also have my own program, Scripting Into Results, and what happens is I work with you on a weekly basis, so you'd be doing a module of the of the program and then we discuss it and I walk you through it. Um, a lot of people, I, know, I don't know if you've ever heard of self-development called shelf development because so many people are buying programs and then they end up on the shelf. Oh yes, shelfware. <laughs> yeah. And it's because uh, what happens is, is we have this natural tendency that as soon as we hit that limit to that belief that we have, we naturally revert back to our comfort zone. So you buy the next book, you buy the next program, and you'll hit that point in every single book or program you do, and you'll revert back to your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. When I work one-on-one, -on -one, I'm actually taking you through that point where you usually revert back. So I walk you through it. I show you what's happening. I take you past that, and then you move on. So uh, the one-on-one -on -one I do is, you know, weekly, it's on the phone or, or just like this on a Zoom call. And uh, scripting your results that I created is an online program that actually you do your, on your own. Mm -hmm. But the same thing will happen. You'll hit module four and you're going to want to revert back. So I also offer the one-on-one -on -one with my scripting your results program. And that's how, that's how I do all of my programs, whether it's a team, a company, or just uh, an individual. It makes a lot of sense to have that, I guess, that leader in the front of the pack saying, hey, look, I'm over here. You need to follow me and do exactly what yeah. I say. Now, if I, don't, if I know you well enough, you would have known somebody else who said, do exactly what I say and you will get results. How true is that? It's, it's not, well, you can, see, that's the problem. Uh, your belief that's blocking you is going to be totally different than the belief that's blocking me. Ah, yes. It could be totally trivial to yep. you. You know, something as simple as, um, you know, I'm uncomfortable walking into a room for you is simple. But for me, it could be the block that's holding me back on ah. every, every goal I've ever wanted to achieve. Yeah. So when you're walking somebody through it, you're almost making them aware uh, because the first thing they're going to do is make excuses and they don't realize they're doing it. 
we've all developed a coping mechanism to get us through, you know, when we hit this wall. We've all learned to cope differently. So how can you possibly put that in a book or in a course without me having that one-on-one with you and seeing it happen? So I'm walking you through, I'm seeing it happen. You don't see it, but I'm seeing it happen. And then I say, okay, there it is. Here's your coping mechanism. Let's switch that up. Let's change it to this. And then we move on. So, Fran, given the, uh, the world we're living in at the moment uh, and the, I guess the isolation that many of us are experiencing, unfortunately, right now, um, yep. how has your modus operandi changed? How are you working with clients? Well, mine hasn't changed because I've, I've always been, uh, I have clients all over the world. I have mm-hmm. them in Bahrain. I have them in Australia. I've always been social this way. So for me to do one-on-one, I, I, that's how I started. I would, you know, do one-on-one. So the world, the way it is now, hasn't changed. What has really changed is the attitude of people that um, it's all over. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that think, I lost it all. I lost my career. I lost, they've lost so much. To get them to, to, into the mindset that, hey, it's, a, it's an open book now. You can create a new path. You know, you were in that path before. Now you can start anew where do you want to go. I find that to be the big difference right now. There's a lot of people that aren't seeing the light. And they are they are down, and I I want to stress that that self doubt and that worry just slowly shifted in your mind, and then just watch how things will suddenly start appearing. Um, but start with your own thoughts. Um, it is a new beginning. Who knows what this new world is going to create? Yep. And it's kind of exciting. Yeah. You know, I I always tell people, you know, we're we're in the history books. We're we're creating history here. You know, where they're going to be talking about us in 50 years, you know, back in 2021, there was a <laughs> pandemic. Remember back then? <laughs> and, and yeah, we li- we're living through it. So what are you going to create that, you know, can be in those books that, you know, what's the new world going to look like? And just, maybe that's your career. I'd just love to um, ask you about the power of the pen. Now, it's one thing to you know talk to yourself positively and have these affirmation. Is there power in the pen by actually writing down these auto suggestions? Yes, um, writing is an amazing thing. Um, when you're writing, you know you're connecting to your brain, and when you write, it causes thinking, and thinking is the first step in awakening your conscious mind. And your conscious mind starts everything. Your ideas, everything starts in your conscious mind. So when you're writing, you're activating your, your thinking ability. So writing is, is so amazing. Uh, in fact, I'm always telling people about how I don't like the computers and typing and how everything's gone to computer mm-hmm. because we're taking away that, that ability to write and, and awakening our minds. Yeah, look, uh, and, and with those uh, um, busy executives and uh, anybody actually, parents, busy parents, ha- mm-hmm. if they have a busy mind and they're, they're, they seemingly are over, overrun with negativity and right. exposed to negative influences, what are some of the practical things they can do, like uh, turn off the TV? What, what are some of the things that you talk to your clients about? Well, I, I always 
stress that people say, you know, oh, I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking about stuff. And I go, no, no, you're not. not really. <laughs> you, you have mental activity. And mental activity are those things that are popping in your head, like, oh, I got to feed the dog. And what am I going to get at the grocery store? And oh, look at that dress. And mental activity is always happening. But that isn't thinking. And thinking is selecting one idea, one thought, and actually forming an image of that thought. So thinking takes some, you know, you, you have to be able to sit and stop and, and look at something in your mind. And a lot of people can't do that. And so if you can't do that, and thinking is the first step of awakening your conscious mind, which is the first thing you need to do to achieve a result, no wonder people can't achieve their goals and mm -hmm. they're lost and they're just you know going around in circles in this chaos. Frustration. So how do you calm your mind so that you can think? And how can you think clearly? And, you know, a lot of people do different things. People meditate. Um, I personally am not a meditator, but I do garden. And I can uh -huh. be in my greenhouse or I could be in my garden for hours and just get lost where there's nothing going on in my mind. It's, it's so calm that now when I decide to think about something, I have a clear mind that I can think about it. So I think everybody's different. You know, I, I read a story about uh, Steve Jobs where whenever he had a serious meeting or he really wanted to think, he would walk. You know, it, it, a lot of people talk about how they did their walks with Steve Jobs because he'd say, okay, let's go talk about this. Let's go walk. And there was something about walking that cleared his mind. So whatever works for people, you know, what, what might work for you might not work for somebody else. So I, I always say try to find what calms your mind. And then get it to that point where it's clear, and then you can start thinking about things. Yeah, that's great feedback. I'm absolutely loving this call. I'm pretty sure, friend, that people who are on the call with us today are itching um, to <laughs> learn how to get access to you and to learn more and to get your help. Um, mm -hmm. So importantly, where are they going to go and uh, to connect with you, to start working with you and take their lives to the next level? Well, you can go to my website. All of my information is there. Um, it's dreampath.ca or .com. Uh, or you can go to franbanting.com. And um, you can contact me on the contact sheet there. And uh, I'd love to just answer any questions. Um, I've also got a Facebook group for entrepreneurs and small business owners called The Results Studio, uh, Scripting Your Business for Success. So you can find me on Facebook, and if you want to, uh, you know, go sign up there. I'd love to invite, you know, your, your viewers to that group as well. Absolutely, a hand in glove uh, fit there for sure, friend. Thank you very much for sharing everything that you've shared today. And um, if you're listening to this call, you're wondering where the links are. No matter where you see the call, you'll see the links back to Fran, her Facebook group. And when things change, the post will be updated, and I'll send out an update email to all of our subscribers. And with all that being said, friend, thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you, Rick. I had a great time. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. 
And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.